Hello, I'm Nick, the photographer of the picture. Hello, I'm Max Pearson, the presenter of History Hour. Hello, I'm Kim Hak, um, and I'm the little girl of the picture. Hello, I'm Miriam, and I'm the journalist who is going to ask questions to Nick and Kim. Good morning, Vietnam. Welcome on the podcast History Hour. Today we received Nick Art and Kim Park. Mayam, our journalist, will guide the interview. Hello. Yes, I will interview our special guests. Welcome to them. So before getting into the interview, I'd like to introduce you what is the Vietnam War and um, what was the context of that picture. So the Vietnam War began in 1955 and ended in 1975. It appears to be the longest war um, in the 20th century, but also the most complex war. Uh, the Vietnam War arises from conflict situation with domino effects dating from the 30s. The Vietnamese conflict takes place in North Vietnam uh, under Soviet domination and South Vietnam under Western influence. In 1965, Five, the American army gets involved in this war, which will result uh, in many, many casualties. This picture of uh, Kim Park was taken during a napalm bombing on the South Vietnam, and uh, this attack take place, takes place on June the 18th of 1972. Thank you very much, Max. My pleasure. So um, I have some questions for Nick first. Um, at the beginning of the war, what do the media show to general public? Um, could you believe what they were showing the mainstream media? Could they be trusted? Um, in fact, there were questionable information. Like the moment in 1967, uh, sorry, um, when the Americans say that the war was almost won. But the fact is that they lied to the medias to, to have a, an optimistic opinion about the war. Uh, because in fact, as uh, the presenter said, um, the war finished uh, in 1975. So um, it was therefore difficult to trust the media. And uh, we, we, we noticed that the medias were supporting the American side of the government that really wanted to, to have the war in Vietnam. So we could see that some of the magazines or even the TV news were very pro-war first, and they, they were not really critical of the war. So it was complicated to trust the medias first. Okay, I see. And um, can you explain how did American public opinion about the conflict change after uh, 1967 and why? At the end of 1967, the media went more and more directly to Vietnam. They showed images on the television without filters and sometimes there were very extremely hard fights. So American people was discovering the real violence of the war. Um, sometimes we call it the living room war. Like, you know, the people just have the war on their TV, on their, their TV, on their living room. It had a very psychological effect. 
American people really had the impression that they were sending their young, their young American people to be killed for an infinite war. The pacific movements were gaining more and more strength and the media finally criticized the war. And um, you know, artists were getting involved, activists were making great speeches and everything. Okay, all that's extremely sad, but also extremely interesting. And what role would the, the press have played in the development of opposition to the war? I ask these questions because I know there's a lot of controversy about the role of the press. Um, well, as I mentioned, the press at the beginning of the war was really supportive uh, to the US government. So it has played a very important role in people's opinion because most people who listen to the news or who read the newspapers agree with the press. So um, the overall opinion follows what the press says. But then the first pacifist movements took place. So from that moment, the press also began to question the benefits of the war in Vietnam. And yes, these heavens influenced the press and the media became more and more critical. So therefore, um, more and more people began to wonder about the war too. Okay, yes, I understand. And um, can you explain to us the reflection of Chomsky and Ehrman in their book, uh, Manufacturing Consent, The Political Economy of the Mass? What kind of influence did the media have on opinion? Um, yes, this book is very interesting and really um, it reveals the danger of propaganda. So Herman and Chomsky discussed the media industry in the United States with great precision. I will not get into the details because I'm a photographer, I'm not a sociologist, but we understand that uh, there is a capacity of the American system to use propaganda as a weapon of, of war. The media are the instruments of a vast ideological communication, which for the Vietnam War served to legitimize the foreign policy of the United States. So to answer your question, the media had above all uh, a psychological influence on the population and it's, it was a really powerful influence. Mm, I see, okay. Um, thank you. Now I would like to ask you more personal questions. So let's take a look back at your life. Um, for what purpose did you go to Vietnam? Um, what impact does this world have? And I wonder also, did you receive any criticism? And if yes, from whom? Uh, well, actually, I was born in Vietnam. So when I went back there in uh, 1965, at the age of 20, it was a very sad uh, circumstances because in fact, um, it was when my brother was killed in, by the Viet Cong. So he, he worked for the Associated Press Agency and after his death, they contacted me because they needed a photographer in Vietnam. So I decided to work for the, for the agency and I went to Vietnam. As a photographer, I also wanted to capture this, uh, this sad moment for, for people to realize and you know, for the memory of my brother and all the victims. So uh, when I took 
the Napelt girl uh, photograph in 1972. I had difficulty publishing it because, you know, there were censorship on the photos uh, representing infantile nudity. And um, it, it, it seems so important to me to share it that I did it. And, and I know that it was shocking. And, and I want, really wanted to show that the world was shocking too and that people had to realize it. Of course, I've been criticized because uh, there were people who said that it didn't help the little girl in the photo, but that is not true because I, I took her to, uh, to the hospital. And, um, and yes, they were being criticized uh, because sometimes they say that it was too vulgar, that I should not have published this. There was even media and censored it. But I know that it was the risks of being a, a journalist and a photographer. Uh, but finally, this photo is still symbolic today, and that is what really matters, I think. Okay, well, thank you, Nick, for those, uh, those uh, response. Those are very interesting, and uh, I admit, quite moving. Um, so now we're going to ask some questions uh, to Kim now. Hello, Kim. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Nick. It was really enlightening and enriching. Um, so, Kim, can you tell us about this scene, how it happened, uh, how did you get naked, and what were you thinking about uh, at the moment? Of course. Um, it was June uh, the 8th of um, 1972. I played in a temple uh, where we were refugees. And after lunch, the soldiers of the South started to have to run away. So I ran and in front of the table, I saw the plane. It came so fast and so close to me. I saw the bombs land. I heard this huge sound and all of a sudden there was fire and flames everywhere. So my left arm, arm caught fire and then, and then my whole body caught on fire. And that's when I said to myself, I'm going to burn. I'm going to be awful and people are going to reject me. And that's horrified me. Um, but I kept running and then I saw my brother, my cousins and the soldiers. And we kept running. Um, when I got too tired. I just stopped running and screamed that I was too hot. Um, so a soldier, a soldier gave me water, put it on me without knowing it would hurt me actually. And then I just passed out. Um, and all my clothes had finally burned. The fire had consumed them. And so that's why I was seen naked in this picture. Wow, we can't imagine how hard that must have been, uh, as the pain is today. Um, the burns um, have been hurting me for years, actually. Um, but I'd say it's been getting better in the last four years because I went to Miami um, for a laser treatment. I had 11 interventions um, He hit the pain. But I've had treatment for years, uh, so yes, the pain is coming after me, but physically, it's not as intense. I see. We admire your courage. And uh, I wonder, what is your relationship with your country of birth now? 
Um, this year, uh, we formed a partnership with an association to help the children there. Um, we will build a library in the village where I grew up uh, and where the bombs were dropped so I could pay tribute to all the children who died that day. Um, but Vietnam um, wanted to keep me because I had become a symbol. But um, when I abandoned it for Canada, the country didn't forgive me. So it's what it is. Okay. Um, can you explain what you decided to dedicate your life to? Uh, I suppose it is related to what happened to you. Yes, of course I do. I have dedicated my life to help children, especially victims of war, and I am very happy to be able to give others everything I have to offer. My foundation and my institution have enabled um, me throughout my life to help children, victims of conflict. Um, I want people to see that I was one day like those children, a victim of war, um, and that I got out of it and can now help by myself. So we must fight to provide them uh, with the education, happiness and love they deserve. So that's what I am fighting for actually. Oh, this is really generous and interesting. And now, uh, how do you feel when you see children suffering on television? Um, when I see this kind of scene, my heart Uh, breaks. I never want to have to see this kind of things again, see that children suffering so much. I identify myself to them and think of all the suffering I have endured um, and it hurts me enormously that children can still suffer so much from this kind of conflict. Okay, um, what would you say to politicians who take the path of war? Um, I would like them to know that I truly don't believe in war. The first thing to do is to discuss and work for peace because every decision they make has a huge impact on the population, especially on children. So please learn from the mistakes of the past and work to preserve discussion and negotiation because before anything else. I would say give peace a chance. Um, so this was an incredible story. Thank you, Kim. It is the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye. 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 Thank you.